All right. Hello. Welcome back with us. Um, we're so glad that you're here um, with Solutions by Amelia. What I have been wanting to do is helping, you know, the underrecognized professional who has to build their audience from scratch or is investigating how they can start their own thing. I want to give you the tools that I wish that I had, give you insight on conversations with people that I wish I knew about when back when I was starting to figure things out in terms of um, even starting a business and along the way. And with me, I have Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. So I want to go ahead and introduce um, Wendy. Wendy is a registered nurse with over 20 years of experience in emergency department and the emergency department. In 2012, she entered the field of aesthetics part-time while continuing to work in the ER. So she knows all about that life of balancing both the I don't want to say a side hustle because maybe that, but she was able to eventually winnow down the side hustle until it grew into a full-time thing. And I'll get into that later. But in less than a year, Wendy is a co-owner of a successful medical practice in Oregon and was soon able to quit her job in the hospital. Now Wendy has been able to combine her love of aesthetics, medical care, and teaching at the Pacific Northwest Aesthetics Academy. So Thank you so much for coming. Um, you had said that you know you love taking care of the patients in the ER, and you found that this industry really gave you more personal f- fulfillment, and it also doubled your income. And so I'm excited to have you here and tell me more about what you're doing now. So tell me a little bit more about your journey in business. Like, how did it start? You know, what was your enough is enough point? What was your yeah. epiphany moment? You know, when did you see you know or give yourself permission to start a business? Yeah, well, and I think it's important first to describe what aesthetics is because when I was in my early 20s and 30s, I had no idea about Botox or filler or plastic surgeries or anything like that. It just wasn't in my in my realm. It wasn't in my world. And I think back then it, it really wasn't as visible as it is today, given our Uh, the celebrities that we see all over the place and kind of now it's much more mainstream, Botox, dermal fillers, and the word aesthetics. But really when it fell into my lap in 2012, I was in the emergency department and nothing else intrigued me like my day in, day out ER stuff. I learned something new every day when I was in the emergency department, even on the most mundane days. And I realized that about myself, that that was something that I needed to be engaged and to really feel passionate and excited about what I was doing. Unfortunately for me, it had taken its toll, the 20 years in the ER, as it does with many nurses that I talk to, not only in the ER, but in any acute care setting. It wears on us. It is a hard profession. Any healthcare provider can tell you that the emotional impact, Additionally, with the physical impact of that sort of career, it's exhausting. And I really hit that point where I didn't want to go to work anymore. I really didn't enjoy my job. And it was a culmination of personal issues, professional issues, and kind of all those things that we start to think about as we get older. And luckily, I had a colleague, a doctor, who had the opportunity to buy a med spa And he just asked me if I wanted to be his Botox nurse. And at that time, I had, of course, heard of Botox. Who hasn't? And I'd had a couple treatments. And so that's really all I knew. I was like, yeah. And that was my epiphany moment. It was something I didn't know much about. It was a new skill I was going to have to learn. And the more I researched it, I realized how lucrative this could potentially be, how enjoyable it could potentially be, and how much the market would continue to grow. 
So that's really when I started to look at it from a business point of view. And I had no experience in business whatsoever. I'd always been a staff nurse. I never had what we now call a side hustle. I really knew nothing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you think about, you know, like what you know now in terms of what's out there and you think about the nurses who might not know about it, you know, right now or even a few or you back then, you know, when you think about the market that you serve, what you do now, what really you sort of touched on it, but tell us a little bit more. What really breaks your heart about the market that you yes. serve and wakes you up early? Yeah. Yeah. In the emergency department, what I really loved was making connections with my patients. But unfortunately, in the ER, they they come in, they go, you you know, when they are discharged from your emergency department, they have several different routes, pathways that they can go. But most of them didn't lead back to me. There was no ongoing connection. So I really felt that sense of loss of not connecting with these people that hopefully I had just helped. And you get such deep emotional ties during, say, that two to four to six or eight hours that you're caring for not only this person, but their families, that I felt that sense of loss day in, day out. And that was really something that I hadn't anticipated in this career in the aesthetics line of work, because I have patients who are coming to me and they want my help for whatever reason. And I now I have evolved my practice into, I I tell people I'm not in the beauty business. I'm in the self-confidence business. I'm helping restore self-esteem for whatever reason. And some of these patients are coming to me very broken, whether it's from failed relationships or health problems or whatever it may be, there's always something that leads them to me for the services that I can offer to them. And the best part, hands down about it, is that they keep coming back. They, you know, Botox, any neuromodulator is not permanent. It's like, it becomes like a maintenance treatment. It's sort of similar to getting your hair done every six weeks. So you have to keep maintenance. So I see these patients every three to four months, sometimes sooner than that. And once I started adding things to my treatments that I was able to offer, I was able to form really long lasting bonds. And many of the patients that I met in the first year of my practice have become truly my best friends. And it helped feel that gap, that loss that I felt from patients. Also, as we all know, as healthcare providers, a lot of times we feel underappreciated. And I can honestly tell you that hasn't happened a single time in this business. My patients appreciate the littlest to the biggest things that I can do for them. And not only do I help them externally, but I'm always trying to help them internally from a more holistic point of view. So I've also encouraged new aesthetic providers to look at their patient holistically, whether it's noticing a suspicious looking mole and sending them to the dermatologist or talking to them about their diet, um, their lifestyle, the habits that they have that are potentially leading them into a very damaging body that's just damaging their body, no matter what that lifestyle choice is. So externally, it's also looking at them from a holistic point of view. And that's been something that I also didn't anticipate integrating into this career when I first started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. So tell me a little bit about 
you know, so you painted a very amazing picture of, you know, where you were before and you transitioned into doing this and, you know, patients love you and appreciate you. And I know a lot of us, you know, who are listening may say, oh, well, let me just run and do that because that's going to be the gravy train and that will be amazing. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, touch back with reality too. You know, what have been Absolutely. some challenges? That you it was so well? hard. It was very, very hard in the beginning. And I'm such an optimistic person and I am so encouraging to new providers to do what I did. But I'm also very aware that I have my personality is unique and that once something lights my fire, once I had that epiphany and that light bulb went off, there was nothing that was going to deter me from achieving my goals. But it was hard when I was not in the emergency department. I was in my med spa. I was trying, I was doing marketing. I was talking to people. I was trying to, because it is a service-based industry. And if you're on your own, like I was, you have to generate that clientele. It's not like you're in the hospital setting and sick people are coming to you. You have to really expose yourself. And when I was seven days a week when I was starting my business, my first med spa. If I wasn't in the emergency department, I was working in the med spa. I would see my aesthetic patients during my hour-long lunch break. I lived that close. My spa was that close to the hospital that I worked at that I could see people on my lunch break. I would see them after I got off work, after a 12-hour shift. And then there was the monetary component initially too. It wasn't immediately making three times the income I was making in the emergency department. That definitely was a process that took six to 12 months before I was making an equal income. So when nurses ask me, they ask me advice. For example, I've been working in the hospital for 20 years. I'm at the top tier, my top pay, and I'm making, you know, so let's say $120,000 a year. Well, that is not something you can expect right out of the gate in the aesthetics industry. There's a lot of work that initially goes into it. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. So tell me more, a little bit more specifically about, you know, some of your wins, you know, you, you have, you now teach other people to do what you do in addition to, you know, having your medical spas, you also teach people because that's another thing that sort of, I don't want to, it, it kind of irritates me when some people, they get to a level of success doing a thing, but they'll never teach anyone else how to do the thing. So um, tell me about your Pacific Northwest Aesthetics Academy. You know, what made you decide to start that? And tell me about, yeah, wins and such related with that. I think the reason that myself and my partner started the training business was because we truly have this desire to expose other healthcare providers to this world and to let them know there's another pathway to take with their career. I think so many times we get a degree in a certain thing, say, I got my license as a registered nurse, and now I just have tunnel vision. And let's say for the next 35, 40 years, I just think, well, I'm an RN. I just have to work in the hospital for the rest of my life. And that is so not the case. As healthcare providers, we encounter so millions of things that really weave into the fabric of who we are. And that's a valuable experience. You could do so many things with what what you learn over the course of your healthcare provider career that can easily transfer to something else. And we really wanted, since that was my background, that was the love and the passion that I found. I wanted to tell everybody about it. I, for like, I totally realized the value and the importance of bedside nursing and bedside care. But I also feel so strongly that when our bedside nurses or healthcare providers are not fully engaged and they're not experiencing the kind of enjoyment that 
I believe everybody should from their chosen career, then it might be a better time to move on and to let somebody else who's, you know, into it to take over the, that role where, but I think so many people stay in this profession for far too long because they think they have no other choice. So I, that was really our very basic goal, our very basic reason of why we wanted to do this. Like I had no idea, or I didn't even think about, oh, maybe I'll make more money doing that. Like the financial part of it was not even a consideration. It was really teaching other people that they are valuable and they're worthy and they're a registered nurse and they can do so many things with that. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, so much of what you said resonates with me. It's like some people have said, you know, so with the business of nursing, my blog is like, do you want nurses to leave nursing and go into business? It's like, no, I want them. I want people who want to be at the bedside doing that thing at the bedside because there's room for them because of nurse who found out that she doesn't love bedside nursing so much. She was able to find something else. She left and then someone else was able to happily step into her role. And I think we, I think we all see that when we're on the other side of it, I'm always really, and I know healthcare providers, it's kind of one of two things. When I go with a friend or a family member to a hospital, I'm just, you know, I'm going as their advocate, but I kind of want to just stay in the shadows to observe the kind of care that they're getting. And I think we all do that to a certain extent. And I think we've all seen healthcare providers that you're in the back of your mind, they're thinking, ah, oh, I don't think she wants, he or she wants to be here. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah. And it's really unfortunate and it breaks my heart because they're, they should be do, doing something that really brings them joy day in, day out. And I've had coworkers in the emergency department that were just counting the days till retirement and just wow slogging through the shifts. And it, it, for me, it was something that I integrated and I was able to say, that's not going to be me. I'm to experience joy in every, my personal life and in my professional life, because it's totally possible and everybody deserves that. And agree. Agreed. And related to, you know, some of your, you know, things we've had a previous conversation before and, you know, you talked about, you know, some of the things that you want to do is of course, let pe- more people know that you exist. And I had asked about collaboration. So tell me some about something about, you know, the best collaboration, some of your strategic partners. Tell me about, yeah, how that's going for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, collaboration is just key in every facet of, of what we do. Um, we have collaborations between fully bona fide medical professionals. We have, we had initially it was just myself and my partner and a doctor. So that was key for registered nurses in this industry specifically uh, because we don't have prescribing privileges and Botox and dermal fillers are medications. So it was very important for us to collaborate and partner up with a independent licensed provider. So in many states that can be a nurse practitioner in where we're at in Oregon, we can have a nurse practitioner oversee our practice. And in many other states, it has to be a physician. So that is the biggest key person that was necessary for us to collaborate or to partner with. But moving on from there, it was really surprising and it was, we always approached every new meeting, every just meeting somebody by happenstance in the airport, for instance, or, you know, whether we actually strategically wanted to collaborate with somebody, it always had a goal of making our business better and making what we were 
educating our students on better as well. So it's more of just a collaboration between all the healthcare providers that can really add to the experience overall. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned something in one of your responses. You brought in an industry expert into your company. You know, as nurses, you know, obviously there's lots of things that don't teach us in nursing school. We have to go out and acquire information about sales and how to do marketing. We have to go out and acquire. And you did something very interesting that caught my eye. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we have our chief operating officer is a veteran of the aesthetics industry with over 20 years in the industry involved on the device side, meaning things like lasers and body contouring devices, and also on the injectable side, which is primarily the neuromodulators, Botox, and dermal fillers. So knowing that we had reached our max ability of, let's say, tasks that were on our list and our knowledge base, we felt it was really important to bring somebody on board who could fill in that gap. And when I'm talking to, and yes, that was strategic, and yes, that cost us money, but when people are first starting out, and maybe they're still just exploring what they want to do, maybe it's not aesthetics, but it's one of the many other things that nurses and healthcare providers can be qualified for, it's seeking out those things that might be free. So like getting help from you and just doing some research on your own to fill in those gaps, especially when it comes to the business side. I just started asking people. I had people who were entrepreneurs who owned restaurants and I would just say, how did you do it? So I would find people who, what I perceived to be successful in their industry, and I would just start asking questions. Mm. And that's the biggest thing I tell people is just to start asking questions. We want to learn from other people who've been through the trenches and have come through to the other side. And that was something that we were really fortunate to have on board with our new COO to help fill in those gaps of things that we didn't know and be able to speak to providers and answer those questions that they had that we weren't the expert on. So I always encourage people to talk to other people, just start conversations and just go from there. And that's really how I learned everything. I didn't go back to school aside from my my weekend-long aesthetics training program. They didn't teach me anything about business during that. And so now that's been my primary focus aside from doing the instructional component of our classes. I'm also one of the instructors at our Portland location. We have five other locations around the United States. And I like now that I've been able to delegate many of the tasks to our chief operating officer, I can focus on that business side of it. And it's so applicable to any business. It's not just an aesthetics thing. And when we go, like I said, when we go to work in the hospital day in, day out, we don't know that. We don't know how to grow a business or how to market it or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And at the same time, I really, what I really enjoy learning about business myself is, you know, some of the skills that are transferable, assessing for need, assessing for pain and providing a solution in a way that compels people to take action. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really enjoyed how you said you talk to people from different industries and, you know, listeners, I invite you to do that too, because the more that you talk to individuals who are doing well in their business, you're going to start to notice patterns. You're going to probably typically notice that they enjoy serving people, that they enjoy providing good customer service. You'll probably notice that they care about their customer experiences and what words their customers are using to describe your problems. That's something that you're going to notice 
among like across the board of no matter that you talk, whoever it is that you talk to. So I, you know, listeners, I invite you to, you know, have conversations with people, even if they're not doing what you want to do, just listen, just talk to them, people who are doing well with the goal of seeing what patterns you can start to pick up. Yes. And I think the other common thread in people that you talk to, especially entrepreneurs across the board in any industry who've started their own businesses, they'll tell you it's hard work. Like in the beginning, it's hard work, but invariably when you come out on the other side, it's totally worth it. It is just, it's like sunshine and rainbows. Um, (laughs) And you tend to forget, you know, the hard times because, you know, you've done the work and now you're enjoying the fruits of your labor. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that part. So as we wrap it up, you know, tell me about, you know, what you have coming up. We know that you've talked about, you know, you had to learn marketing, you know, a lot of your clients find you through Google search and word of mouth and, you know, that's no accident, but coming up, you know, what's on the horizon for you? What are you looking forward to in the future? In the future, we're just really continuing to expand and to try to increase our reach to a national audience because we are a national company. So that's the key thing in any business is trying to find new consumers to whatever it is you're offering. So we are really jumping on the social media bandwagon full force with a YouTube channel that is continually, we're continually uploading new content to our YouTube channel. And of course, we're very prevalent on all the other social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. And so the marketing part of it is a very big priority for us. We also have workshops throughout the year. Our big one is coming up in August. It's a business development workshop. And then always improving our curriculum. And in our industry, in the aesthetics world, it's always evolving. There's always something new coming up, a new treatment or a new medication or a new or this or that. So that means that we have to continually improve our curriculum and add things and take away things. And we, that's really our utmost priority is providing the best education to our new providers. So that is always our first goal. But secondary to that, it's really trying to let people know that we are here and we are fully committed to ongoing support of our new providers and providing them with the best education they could possibly get. Awesome. Awesome. So to wrap it up, you had also mentioned that you have, you know, you're, you're doing a lot. You have a lot going on now in the future. You're, you're going to be doing more. You're growing a YouTube channel. You have a business development workshop coming up in August. You have speaking engagements coming up as well. Um, where can people find more of you and, you know, learn more about you and, you know, say they want to go to an event that you're hosting? Where can they go and find this information? The best place to find all that information is on our website, which is pnwaestheticsacademy.com. So that is a really thorough website. It's also interactive where you can request more information. And I am very transparent and I am out there. My phone number, I'm sure, is all over the internet. And I'm more than happy just to speak to people personally, as well as my staff. So It's pretty easy to get more information about us and what we do, Um, especially on social media. We're constantly posting things on there. On our Instagram page, it's PNW Aesthetics Academy on Instagram. And then we also have a Facebook page. So we're very prevalent on social media and also on our website and by direct phone or emails. Awesome. And I will get all those links gathered up nicely together so people can go and find you and continue the conversation with you. So thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you so much for sharing, being so transparent and sharing all the details that you shared. I know my listeners greatly appreciate it. I greatly appreciated our conversation. Thank you. I did as well. That was awesome. 